1: notable names in Major League Baseball and all-around sports every week. And Brett joins us right now. Hi, Brett. How you doing?
0: Hey, Brett. Good. How, how you doing, guys? We're,
1: it, we're good, and it's good to have you back with us. Hey, We were just talking about Shane Bieber, and here in Cleveland we have a tendency to look way too far down the road. He's a free agent at the end of the next year. Uh, velocity's down, effectiveness still there. If you're the Guardians, are you – pumped up at the idea like, all right, we got to keep this guy. We have to sign him. And we have, if we spend top dollar, we spend top dollar. Or are you thinking, yeah, we're going to get all we can out of him and we're going to move him before his contract's up.
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's all up to the organization and, and the, the road they're going to go down and, and for the years to come. I mean, you look at it, you look at the, uh, you look at the landscape out there in major league baseball and What's a, what's a top flight? And I consider Beaver a top flight pitcher. I mean, starting back in, in twenty in twenty twenty, the one six Ernie at three one seven, a two eight eight. He's currently sitting at a three oh eight. I mean that's he's he's a, one of the bona fide number ones. And if you go out into the market to replace him, what is what's it gonna cost you? So it's a cost assessment. It's what what road did the Cleveland the, the Cleveland Guardians wanna go down? but for me i mean he's he's done all you've asked for him uh from him in cleveland so i don't know also this year which way are the guardians going to go they're 20 and 26 right now they're in a they're in a weak division i think you know the twins are leading the division right now but that that division is up for grabs if the guardians get get hot and and can put together a little bit of a run like they did a year ago with with a similar uh with a similar roster in place, obviously McKenzie is missing. That's big. He was huge for him last year. Hasn't thrown a pitch in police As we know, has got sent down to the minor leagues and, and is trying to work things out down there, but it's essentially the same roster in a weak division. I don't know. It's one of the, it's one of those things, you know, as a, if, if you're behind the scenes and you're running the show and you're making the calls, it's like, how long do we wait to decide what kind of year this is going to be for Cleveland? Cause a month from now, we could be talking about a completely different scenario as far as where they where they land in the the structure of that division.
2: It's weird because I feel like there's there's this – I think from a fan's perspective, you're starting to panic right now because you're looking at the batting averages and you're going, oh, man, they just can't score runs and they're losing runs. I mean, the entire Mets series, they lost by one run every game. And But I, I do think that, that, that you're right, and I'm just trying to – like when do you panic? Like when does a general manager start to panic when you kind of feel like yeah, I, I think you just want to be the you want to make sure the emperor has clothes on when it seems like all the fans think you don't, right?
0: Exactly, and and I do a lot of shows around the country and for different teams, you know, and everybody's at the similar stage, you know. There's there's teams that got off to that great start. There's those teams that are kind of oh uh, they're kind of doing what we expected, and then there's those teams that are kind of playing below what they expected. Guardians being one of them. And the question's always the same, especially at this point in the season is what's it gonna be? Are we gonna be buyers, or are we gonna be sellers? Are we gonna go for this? I think Cleveland needs to hang in there at this point and, and let these guys get it get it worked out. If a month from now we're still really scuffling, well, th- then you gotta make a decision one way or the other going what's best for the franchise going forward. But at this stage I think you gotta hang in there. I just I keep on on hanging on that division. I just don't think it's it's that strong. I look at, the, I look at the, uh, the structure of the playoffs. I think we talked about this before. It's as easy as it's ever been to get to the postseason in, mm-hmm. in Major League Baseball. There's 12 spots. You know, in the old days, you had the 162 was so important that you had to play better than everybody else just to grab a spot in the postseason. That's not the case anymore, you know, and I think there's a a lot of examples of that in in recent history on how that's lined up, the Phillies being the most obvious a year ago. So uh, it's it's a different game than it used to be. You can get in with a 500 record now, you know. 15, 20 years ago, you better win 90 games if you want a shot to getting in there. But nowadays, I, I think it's been proven. 500 records are getting to the postseason. Now, I would suggest to be better than 500 to get in, but uh it, it, it's not what it used to be. I, I still think it's up in the air. They still got a lot of talent on that roster and just guys not playing like they did a year ago. Um, so I, I'm gonna play the waiting game if, if I'm in Cleveland, especially the excitement they, they they brought to that city last year with a bunch of kind of young unproven guys. you know you always have Ramirez in the middle of that lineup. he's their star. but they they kind of did it and uh, great camaraderie, great. Uh, you know whatever you want to call that thing we're we're always looking for you know do do you have that chemistry in the clubhouse well this cleveland guardians team did a year ago i think francona brings a lot to that to that uh that situation there in cleveland he's guys like to play for for terry they like coming to the ballpark he sets a good tone he he has a track record so i think you got to give him a little little more time in 2023
1: Right, let me follow that up and Brett Boone joining us, our Odyssey Sports Baseball Insider. Uh, you mentioned Terry Francona your your brother's managing the Yankees, your dad was a big league manager. What does a manager do to what what's a good manager do
0: does, That's a does great he, question because I, I think no, people ahead.
1: I think people are aren't, aren't quite sure
0: you know. Here's my experience and, and what it tells me. The great managers I've been around. I, I had the, the pleasure of playing for for some really good ones. Davey Johnson in, in Cincinnati comes to mind. Uh, Bobby Cox, Bruce Bochy, uh, Lou Pinella, uh, uh, Mike Hargrove late in my career, and they set the tone. You know, you, you talk about baseball, especially at the top level, at the big league level. The great managers are fair, but that doesn't mean everybody's treated the same way. It's reading the room. It's like the CEO of a company. You got to be a people person. You come into that clubhouse, and and one guy might need a hug, one guy might need a kick in the butt to get the same result. The great ones know how to get that of their individual players, because there's so many personalities. There, there's there's egos to deal with, with with the the fiscal structure the way it is in the big leagues. Now, there's a lot of there and there's a lot of egos. The great ones get the best out of them. I th- I think. Terry, what he has, he has that it factor. You know, he kind of has that Dusty Baker, Bruce Bochy, just likable guy. No one I've ever played with or against that ever ever played for Terry have a negative word to say. And, and there's only very few guys like that, but, but he's one of those guys. Just setting the tone, you know, as a player too, because I've, I've been posed this question quite a bit, and I thought, how many times in my career did we sit down after the game You know, just reflecting on that game, sitting around, talking with the guys. How many times did I say, "Wow, Skip really screwed us tonight? (laughs) Very rarely do do managers lose games for teams. But, you know, on a few occasions, yeah, he could have made this decision. That was the wrong decision. But for the most part, players win and lose games. It's just putting your personnel, putting your star players, putting your, your guys basically in that lineup every day in the best mental frame of mind you can. And the great ones have the ability to do that.
2: Yeah, I wonder how good managers, because when you said Grover, like went off and my uh, light bulb went off, man, how they avoid the drama, right? I mean, you've got guys that have always been the stars of every team they've ever been on, right? And now all of a sudden you're like, eh, I might have to bench him. I I don't know how a good, uh, like that's a special talent, right? To be able to avoid the drama and understand when to get upset and when not to get upset.
0: Without a doubt, and I think there's a level of respect that comes with the great ones, the guys that have the most respect, have the most, the, the longest leash, if you will. Um, they're going to be able to get away with making some moves, and, and the player in question at the time go, yeah, you know, if so-and-so would have done this, it have been a different ballgame. But that's Terry Francona, and, and I understand why he's doing it at this particular time. It, it's an interesting life, because when I was a young player, I played for Davey Johnson. And, man, would he push my buttons. You know, I'd come to the <laughs> ballpark sometime and I'd get so mad at him. And I'd think, think Davey, what is the problem? Is it because you're a second baseman? I'm a second baseman. We're going to butt heads all the time. I'm going to try to bre- beat your home run record, which he held at the time. And by the end of my tenure with him in two years, and, and I had him on my podcast about a year ago, and as time's gone on, and, you know, I became a, a veteran player, and then I retired. And looking back at all my – I understood what he was He pushed my buttons, but it was, it was for reasons that I didn't know for at the time. You know, I couldn't account for, like, why is he treating me like this? And then years later, I look back and go, I, I became a better player for it. He knew my personality so well that he knew if he did X, he would get Y response. He made me a better player for it. Like I said, at the time, it was no fun. I was angry. How can he treat me like this? But as I went forward in my career, I look back, I said, wow, those are some really good lessons I learned from a Davy Johnson. When I had him on the show, I said, "Davy, remember all those times? You know, and I'd tell a story, and he'd start laughing. He goes, yeah, Brett, at the time, you didn't think I'd, I'd been around much, and I didn't know much. He goes, you, you found out that I knew a little more than than, than yeah, uh you thought I did. And and I started laughing. I said, I really did, but that's trial and error. That's life. That's growing up. You know, we grow up to, to be young men and then adults, but then there's a whole different perspective of being a major league baseball player, a young player, a seasoned player, and a veteran player and look back at all those experiences. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a very cool thing, but uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's lessons learned as you're going and it's not always easy.
1: Right. Great to have you with us again. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brett. You Got it. Thanks, guys. I, I tell your
0: brother not
2: to get tossed from any more games.
0: You know that's his thing now. It's his stick. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've i I've stopped bringing it up when we talk, and I just go, oh, all right. You know, I get people online. What's your brother's getting thrown out again? And my line, my classic line now is just, that's just what he does.
2: Although I will tell you, David Bell did it. I, David Bell had a pretty good weekend too.
0: No, I'll tell you what, Aaron Boone and Bell are one two. David was a teammate of mine in, in Seattle, one of my favorite teammates to date. Uh man, he, he is a piece of work, but you know, David's a nice guy. But when you cross him, he, he's as mean as a hornet. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Hey. I haven't been catching up with David lately, but yeah, he's he's definitely that guy to win the get thrown out of the game title this year. He's he's definitely on the board.
1: That's funny. Brett, thank you very Thanks,
0: much. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, guys.